Welcome to Ditch the Classroom. This is your host, Ariana Vernier, and I'm so excited that you're here. I'm a teacher turned business coach who is so passionate about helping fellow mamas like you ditch the classroom and pursue your big, hairy, scary dreams. Imagine a life where you could still impact the world, but do so while following your passions and spending more time with your babies. In Ditch the Classroom, we'll explore ways you can do just that. Myself, guest experts, and amazing teachers who have also built a successful business will share tools, tips, and resources to help you ditch the classroom too. Are you ready? Here we go. Before we hop into today's episode, I had to let you in on something special I created just for you. If you've been wondering if freelancing or virtual assistance is right for you and just want to get your feet wet to see if it's a good fit, then you need my Ditch the Classroom Toolkit. This toolkit comes with two video modules to help you figure out what services you want to offer, as well as how to package your services in a way that will help you attract clients quickly and replace your income faster. There are also two special bonuses included. Bonus number one is the set your prices video, so you can take the guesswork out of what to charge. Bonus number two is the top eight places to find paying clients guide. Right now, you can grab the Ditch the Classroom Toolkit and both bonuses for a steal of a price, only $27. But hurry up, because this amazing discounted price won't last long. You can grab your spot at arianavernier.com forward slash ditch dash the dash classroom or find the link in the show notes. All right, let's get to the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Digital Classroom Podcast. We have a very special guest today, Melissa Batt. She is a faith-driven life and business coach. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how important it is to slow down and become intentional with life so that you don't miss some of the things that could be going on right in front of you, like self-sabotage, unhealthy habits, and the needs of others. So I know this is very important for us as moms to really slow down and be paying attention to all the things in our life and our kids' lives. So I'm really excited to chat about this today. So welcome, Melissa. We're excited to have you. Oh my gosh, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yes, of course. I'm so honored. <laughs> I love to start the episode just having you share a little bit about yourself, how you got into being a life and business coach. Yeah, all the things. So awesome. Well, I uh, <laughs> I love entrepreneurship. Loved entrepreneurship before I even became an entrepreneur. I'm a mom of four kids. The oldest is going to be 20. The youngest is nine. And I was in direct sales. Like I always believed in direct sales, but I was not one that was like, that's not for me until one day I moved and knew I needed something to get myself out of the house and was like, you know what, I'm going to do direct sales. And so that's kind of how I got into entrepreneurship, which sounds weird because some people will be like, that's not entrepreneurship. But hang with me because it totally, like, I learned everything on what not to do, probably through um, direct sales. I became, you know, top leader in our company and six-figure income and really just, I hustled, 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 hustled. 
used my business as an escape from all the things and was running really fast. Didn't even know that I use work as an escape, but when you're doing something super fun um, and you love and you're passionate about it, you can very much kind of turn to that when things get hard and things kind of got hard for me. And therefore I ignored the hard and did what I loved, which, you know, got me to where I was, but it also totally wrecked some other things as well. So from there, actually, I resigned in November from the direct sales company I was a part of and decided to go all in on the life and business coaching. It's something that I truly like always wanted to do. I was going to go back to school, um, become a psychologist, love helping women, been coaching women, you know, obviously, when you're a top leader in a company, you have a large team. And so impacting positively impacting women is just what I'm passionate about. And so what I'm going to talk about today is really like the things I learned the hard way. So hopefully, I can help women not learn the hard way from having to go through what I have gone through. Awesome. Well, we're, I'm super excited what we're going to dive into today, but I do want to mention, because you mentioned that direct sales was kind of your first nudge into entrepreneurship. And I was the same. I did direct sales for three years. I did not get anywhere near the top, but it did give me a lot of skills that I use in my business today. So I know that a lot of my listeners have either tried it or considered trying it and it can be it can teach you a lot of the skills that you need. In I say it's like, it's personal development with a paycheck. Yeah. That's the way, like, I mean, when I can't remember, I think Bob Heilig said that some, some point, And I was like, it, exactly. Like you learn all of these things that you didn't even know you needed to know. That's good for life and in business, but also you can get a paycheck yep. and have that flexibility of entrepreneurship. So yeah, I learned a ton and definitely would not be where I am today without the experience that I had there. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to mention that because I know a lot of my listeners are scared of ditching the classroom because they don't have, they don't think that they have any skills outside of that. But if you're already, if you've already done direct sales, then you probably have more skills than you realize. So I just wanted to touch on that before we moved into the rest. Well, and you know, a lot of teachers are like, they leave the classroom because of direct sales. A lot of people like that's their first step of like leaving or it can be a great way to create additional income to help you be able to transition and kind of pivot out as well. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Sorry for the the little sidetrack, y'all, but I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was important. So I want to start by asking you, why are you so passionate about helping women slow down and become more intentional with their day-to-day life and activities? Ooh, okay, so... I'm definitely passionate about this for for several reasons. We don't even have enough time to get into all of the nitty gritty details, but I will tell you the biggest thing is I did not know what I didn't know until I had to slow down and start paying attention. We moved from two years ago. Well, I can't remember. 2019. I can't do math. In 2019, we moved again from South Carolina to Kentucky. And 
in that move, it was a very abrupt move. Like the joke was on me. I thought we were going to live in South Carolina forever. And then this opportunity came for my husband's job. And I was like, take the job and just drive back and forth and come home on the weekend until you find something better. We were in the middle of building a house, you know, again, wasn't planning on leaving. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're going to pay to have you move and you're going to come here and it's all going to be paid for. And he's in a two-year contract. And so I was like, ha, 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 ha. I guess we're moving. And so in that move, I have four kids and that was hard. Like, first of all, I don't do well with change, but I was also not only managing my emotions, but my kids' emotions as well. And it was during that time that I realized like, I have to slow down because my business should not be the top priority. You know, we, a lot of the time we say, you know, like, what are your priorities? And I would say God first, family second, and then my business. But Mm -hmm. the truth was, I was, if you looked at my day and how I was spending my time, very much my business was coming first. And so I was missing, I was neglecting my marriage. I was neglecting what I could have done in parenting. I was neglecting my, my friends, my, you know, my mom, my sisters, like I just wasn't, I wasn't being intentional with that as well. I was just kind of running, doing my thing. And, um, as I had to slow down and start paying attention because I knew that my kids needed that time, like it was kind of like a red flag at that time. I was like, okay, got to pay attention. Oh, I hear you God. So I kind of took a, took a, um, we were allowed to take like a like three months, I think, of leave um, in the direct sales company I was with. So I took that time to really just be present. And in that time, like I realized I was a stay-at-home mom in the beginning. And so I realized how much stuff that I had forgotten that I actually enjoyed. And I realized then that, you know, when I put my phone down, my kids would come talk to me. My kids were not coming to talk to me and I would be like, they don't talk to me. Well, it's because they think I'm busy and therefore they weren't talking to me. But when I had my phone down and was just there, not working, you can't see my air quotes there, but you know, they started talking to me and it just opened this door of so many different things. And in that, you know, I realized that I had a child that struggled with anxiety I had another child that definitely had some signs of depression. Those were probably two of the biggest things. And I also just realized how much I was neglecting things like my marriage. I didn't realize I was neglecting my marriage. I would think like, we got a, we have a great relationship and married over 21 years now. We got married really young, high school sweethearts, 19. Aww. I was 19 when we got married. I know people are like, y'all would not y'all were not going to make it, but we, we've made it this far. But in that we definitely, you know, I neglected a lot of things. And so slowing down definitely helped me see where the cracks were. And I think that is the important thing about slowing down, looking for those cracks, looking for those little areas where there's cracks in the foundation. Yeah. Agreed. I think for some of us, some like the motherhood, the really paying attention to those small details comes natural and easy. But I know for myself, kind of like you were, sometimes my business is a lot easier than 
motherhood. And so I'll focus on that just because not because I love my business more, but because it's easier than figuring out yes. my two-year-old and her craziness. <laughs> yes. Well, and I struggled with postpartum depression. And so from the, when I first originally started direct sales, I had a second grader, a kindergartner and an eight month old or so. And so I had postpartum depression with the eight month old. And then I had another child in between. And so I went from having three kids to having four kids. And in that, like parenting just got really, really hard. And it was super easy. I didn't realize at the time that I used work as an escape. I like my dad does that. And I was always super annoyed, but I did not see that I have that same trait where like work everyone does something right to escape naturally. And, you know, yes, working is better than, you know, drugs or alcohol or whatever, but it doesn't mean that it's the best. And so recognizing that and knowing, okay, this is something that I very easily, when I get stressed, I go into work mode. Some people do volunteering, you know, like I know a lot of people and I did that as well. At some point, you know, I would volunteer my way out of dealing with life. And so anything like that, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but recognizing it and knowing that you have to keep it in bounds, I guess, versus just letting it continue to keep you from doing what needs to be done to be healthy and neglected you know, I talked a little bit about the unhealthy habits, definitely was not taking care of my body. I was um, not exercising. I wasn't spending a lot of time with my friends. Like those are all things that are super important as women to, to do, to be taking care of this body that God has given us is super important because, you know, if you want to be here to see grandkids or you want to, you want to be here to, you know, see your kids get married or or whatever, you have to be paying attention to your body and nurturing it to be healthy enough to, you know, be here. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely. I could go on and on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super like, I mean, it is something that I see now, like women, like, come on, we have to do better and taking care of ourselves. Yes, definitely. We, we all do. We all can tend to slack on ourselves and just pour into other things, but we need to be pouring into ourselves first. I just was saying this on another interview I did. We have to pour into ourselves first before we can fill others' cups and any other cup in our life, our business cup, anything. Because if not, we're just running on empty and we're not good for anything. I mean, I mean, I, I would like to think there was good that came out of it, but imagine how much better off we can be when we take care of ourselves. Yeah, definitely. We're not machines. We are not robots. And as much as we would love to be super women, we are not. Yep. So you kind of already mentioned a little bit, but was there anything else besides some of the issues with your children that you noticed when you started slowing down and paying a little more attention? Well, you know, besides the depression and the anxiety in my kids, I realized, you know, that I was using work as an escape. I also realized that God had put this dream in my heart 10 years before, and I was putting it off. And I knew that I needed to do that thing. And so I really started 
I think just leaning into to God and my relationship with him. And I know that I put, I would say God was my priority and I was putting him first, but I really wasn't. And so just leaning into him and doing what was uncomfortable and paying attention, just definitely, I feel like I'm all over the place right now, but it really is like, once you start noticing and paying attention and you slow down, like it is amazing the things you recognize. Like, oh, could that be God speaking to me? Probably, you know, like just the little things and just knowing I needed to take care of my body. That is something that I would not have known until I started slowing down or noticing my own depression and issues with anxiety. I didn't know I had anxiety issues. I just thought I was weird and like kind of, um, I say weird, but I did. Like, I was like, it's just me. This is not like, I didn't know that it was anxiety, but the more I started paying attention and slowing down, like, you mean I'm not the only one that feels this way? Um, yeah, I'm not the only one that feels that way or, or feels like weird in certain situations. And so paying attention has really allowed me to start healing from past trauma and just knowing little things that I do, the self-sabotage that I kind of talked about. One of the things I learned was that I don't like to ask for help. So I will try to do it on my own and then be annoyed because no one's helping me. Same. And and that is self-sabotage because of fear of rejection. I didn't grow up with a norm, what I would call another air quote, normal childhood. Um, My dad was an alcoholic and my mom and dad were divorced. And there were a lot of times that he, he never showed up. And I did not realize that because of like, just something as simple as that, which to me, I'm like, was it simple? I don't know that I would say that simple, but at the same time, I did not know that I was still having issues related to, you know, the fear of rejection based on, you know, my childhood and growing up and some of those fears and insecurities that I had um, until I started slowing down. I'm like, oh, so when I go into panic mode and get super angry and start screaming at my kids, like I can, I don't actually, like I can actually slow down and figure out like, okay, if this is not serving me, this is not serving my kids. How can I do better in this. And that is asking for help. Yeah. And I love what you said about slowing down and listening to the message that the messages that God is giving you. I think so often, especially y'all listening, your teachers, your moms, you've got so much shit going on in your lives that sometimes it's really hard to hear that God is blasting you with this message. And there's a quote, and I'm probably going to butcher it, And I have no idea who said it, (laughs) but it's like, you'll get this nudge. And at first it's like a feather brushing you. And then if you keep ignoring it, eventually it's going to be a piano falling on you. So Mm -hmm. slowing down and being able to hear that little nudge from God right away when it's the feather is a whole lot easier than when it's the dang piano. 
Uh, yes, yes. And I've had a lot of pianos fall on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny that you should say this because on Facebook, I saw, you know, like the past memories or whatever. There was something that came up in my news in, in my Facebook memories. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this. So last year around this time, I woke up with this like panic and like for two days, do you ever get this like, oh yeah, I need to talk to my kids about this. And I have had like the stranger danger conversations several times, but that day I was like, hmm. they were spending a lot of time on social media and um, playing the game Roblox, Roblox. I don't know how you say it. They tell me over and over and over and I can never remember. But anyways, like I just felt like I needed to have a conversation with them about that. And I kept forgetting. Well, I woke up that morning and I was like, I got to talk to my kids. Like I just knew that. I And that was a total God thing. And um, so I talked to them and my daughter starts crying. And that's always a sign. <laughs> that I'm like, mm, I guess it's a good thing. I listened to this. What is happening? Well, come to find out my 12 year old who was 11 at the time, he was playing this game with someone he did not know, which I thought they had that locked down. You know, I've had those conversations over and over and over. Don't give out your address. Don't tell people your name, blah, 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 all of that stuff. Well, he had done that because this kid was, he was like, oh, but he's my friend. I'm like, but have you met him in real life? Blah, blah, blah. Go into all of that. He had become Instagram friends with him. And which means that he had saw like where he lived and like all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, that right there was God nudging me to have those conversations, go back, pay attention to the kids, like security settings to make sure that it's locked down. So no one can even friend them, blah, 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 all that. Yeah, that is an example of a nudge. And I'm so glad that I paid attention to it instead of ignoring it. Cause I don't know what would have happened. I mean, nothing happened. Besides, my kids got grounded and um, I was able to share that story with other people on Facebook to, you know, my Facebook friends to remind them, like, check your kids settings mm -hmm. and don't assume because you've told them once, twice or a hundred times that you don't need to tell them again because they will need that reminder over and over and over. Kind of like we do. We always need the reminders. Yep, definitely. So what are some of the lessons that you've learned since you've taken the time to really slow down and be more intentional? I love my life. I think um, I realized that I was chasing a lot of things that wasn't chasing. Uh, I wasn't chasing after God. I was chasing status. I was chasing income. I was chasing a title sometimes in my direct sales company. But I wasn't living intentionally with purpose. I was going through the motions on this hamster wheel, doing the same thing every day. And a lot of the time, wishing the days away, especially in those hard seasons of motherhood, when the depression was really bad, you know, just wishing the days away and not being intentional with my life. And we only get one life to live. And if we can be intentional and really pay attention to how we spend our time creating those boundaries and, and knowing, okay, this is, this is where I want to go and start creating that life. Now, if you think 10 years from now, how old will your kids be? And what do you want that life to look like? 
20 years from now, what do you want that life to look like? There were a lot of times, you know, I would be like, I want to be debt free. I want to be happily married still. I want to be like really enjoying my life and all of that. But I'm still using my credit cards. That's not getting me debt free. Am I really spending a l- intentional time with my husband? Not always. And in that, like, if you want to be happily married in 20 years, we've got to spend some time there, right? Investing and pursuing what we want. I told you I had this dream 10 years ago. I think I told you this, this vision of this nonprofit that I want to create for women and moms who just need a hand up. You know, so many times, like a lot of, I grew up kind of, not in a good financial place. And so I want to be able to help women who just need a hand up. Like if the car is always breaking down or, you know, like they, they just like, they get to a place and then it's like knocked right back down and then over and over and over and over. I want to be able to help them kind of get over that hump and then be able to live their best life instead of going right back into that cycle and so if I want to do that, like, when am I going to start doing that? It's it, my friend was like, you've been talking about this for 10 years and you haven't started. What are you doing about it? Like you are not doing a single thing about it. So when I started slowing down, I remembered that dream and said, today's the day, like we are going to do this. And so over the last two years now, I have been pursuing this dream of this nonprofit and created the plan and how it's going to look and trusting God in it. You know, of course, do I want it like yesterday? Absolutely. But God is really teaching me a whole lot in the process of like doing it. Um, But that is probably the biggest thing. Um, And in slowing down, it's just being intentional. Yeah. I love that because I think it's really easy for us to future forecast or like dream about what we want for the future, but what steps are you taking to get you there? Like you you can't dream it. You got to be taking steps towards it. Yes. You got to create a plan. Yep. And do the plan. I, I, I don't know about you, but there are plenty of times when I've created a plan, but then I've never looked like I spent hours and hours and hours creating a plan normally based off of what other people said, oh, well, this worked for me. And so I'm like, okay, so I spent two hours making this plan and never look at it again because it's so overwhelming. It's it's not even about my goals. It was about their goals and all of that. And so I definitely, definitely think creating the plan like, and then working the plan and creating the boundaries. So many, we do not as women, I would say, the majority of us struggle with boundaries and creating boundaries and being intentional with our time. We say yes to way too many things Mm -hmm. and then say no to the wrong things because we're normally saying no to the things that make us uncomfortable. And who knows you don't, you know, we don't grow if we don't leave our comfort zone. We say no to things that we don't know how to do. And again, we got to know that you don't know until you know, because you learned and you can learn new things. Definitely. Yep. I definitely agree. This has been so, I think, I think really helpful. It, it's not 
super, super tangible. Like, like I know so many of my listeners always want like the next thing they need to do to ditch the classroom. But the most important steps are not the super tangible steps. It's the, it's the inner work on ourselves. And so that's what I just really, I think you've done an amazing job of getting across is taking the time to slow down, pay attention, to hear those nudges, to hear the messages coming that we're missing. I think all of it is so, so, so important and we can't just skip it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think if they do want the tangible, the tangible is if you want to ditch the classroom, create your plan. And yeah. Yep. Plan. You know, like, what are you doing today to get yourself to a place where you can, where you can leave? When I ended up leaving direct sales, which I thought, you know, I was the girl that was like, I'm going to do this forever. Don't put God in a box. First of all, don't put God in a box. He wants to use you in so many different areas. And even the things that you think you're not good at, there's probably the areas he wants to use you the most, because then you have to depend on him instead of doing it in your own strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but ditching the classroom, I think if you want to do that, you've got to create the plan and then work the plan, create those boundaries, start paying attention and being like, you know, my time is valuable. Yeah. So many of us forget that you only have so many hours in a day. I have a quote here from my 17 year old. He wrote this and put this on my desk probably two years ago. It says value time over money. You can always make more money. You can never make more time. I believe it's a Gary V quote. And I'm not super happy that, you know, like he's listening to a whole lot of Gary V. I don't know if you know who Gary V is, but like a lot of bad words. <laughs> and I was like, of all the people, you're going to choose him. But I'm also very proud because I'm like, yay, which I know that kid has an entrepreneurial spirit. Aww. And so I'm like, yay. But anyways, how cool is it though, that a teenager, a boy, would leave that. First of all, that was a wake up call for me because if a teenager is leaving that on your desk and wants to spend time with you, you should definitely um, lean into that because there is a reason they don't just like, Hey, let me go spend some time with my mom. (laughs) There's a reason for it. And so I have that here. We have to be intentional on what we're doing and and work the plan. You you want to leave the classroom. What are you going to do? How are you going to get there? And do those things. It, it really is that simple. And like you said, don't just create the plan. Do the plan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, and have faith. Trust the process because it is going to be hard. Prepare for the resistance and know that if you feel God calling you to leave the classroom, then you have to know resistance is going to come. If the resistance is going to come, expect the resistance and know that it's coming. I talk a lot about circle the wagon, which someone was like, what does circle the wagon mean? Circle the wagon means you, you're getting things in order. Is your home, like whatever is out of alignment, it's those cracks in the foundation, looking at those and like, okay, I need to, be paying attention to these things, getting things in order. You know, if you are, I don't even know where that term came from, but I think of a wagon. I'm like, if you're going to go on a long trip and you're carrying, you're towing a wagon, you're going to go around and you're going to check, are the tires flat? Um, Is everything tied down? Those kind of things. Start paying attention to those things and know the resistance is going to come. 
prepare for it as much as possible and lean into God in the process to trust what what he's doing because it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. Bam, mic drop. Nothing to add. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) Well, this has been so, so, so helpful. Like I already said, I think that my listeners are really going to take a lot out of this episode and they really appreciate you sharing. And I know that it's going to be really beneficial for them. So do you have any resources that you think would be helpful for my listeners um, in regards to slowing down and paying more attention in their life? I do. So I created, well, actually I did a masterclass on stop the sabotage and I actually created it as a free, uh, a freebie for, for your audience. So they can go and take a listen. And it's all about stopping the sabotage because we self-sabotage in so many ways. And some of the ways like it's obvious and other areas is not so obvious, but I do think that that masterclass will be super beneficial for, you know, creating the plan, sticking with the plan instead of being like, nope, this is too hard. You know, leaning in when it's hard is the hardest, but you can do it. You can do it. Yes. Yeah. So for those listening, as always, I will have the links in the show notes. So if you want to go grab that freebie, which I already know is going to be so, so, so amazing for y'all, check out the show notes. This has been such a pleasure to have you on today, Melissa. Where can people come and connect with you, learn more from you, and become your best friend? Yes. So, well, several things. I am not doing the best at posting on Instagram currently, but I am doing stories most Mondays through Friday, I take the weekend off because social media is not going to run my life. I run my life well with the help of God. So definitely check me out on Instagram. It's Melissa Bat official, Facebook, same Melissa Bat official. And then my website's melissabat.com. And um, yeah, like I am all about real talk. It's the one thing that people know me for is like, I tell it like it is, which I am this month. Like God is showing me all these areas of where I'm not super gentle. And so I'm working this month on being more gentle because gentleness is not my strong suit, but I like pride myself on just being real and authentic and leaning into the things that are hard and acknowledging the elephants. So many times we feel things and we dismiss them instead of like, wait, why am I having this thought or why why aren't we talking about this? Um, And so I would love that conversation to continue on Instagram or my Facebook business page or just, you know, send me a message. Yeah. Again, I will have those links for everybody to connect with Melissa in the show notes. Thank you again so much for coming on today. It has been such a pleasure to have you and I'm just so grateful. Well, thank you so much for having me on here again, you know, for, I want your audience to be super intentional with their time. So my prayer is that this is super valuable in helping them move forward and just know that you can do this guys. Like if you want to ditch the classroom, you can totally do it. And I'm cheering for you.
And thank you so much for having me. I can't remember if I already said that or not, but (laughs) I loved getting to know you and I can't wait for you uh, to be able to interview you. I'm excited. I can't wait. (laughs) Well, thank you so much guys for listening today. Make sure to take a screenshot of this episode, post it on Insta, tag Melissa and myself so that we can get this message out to even more women who I know need it so badly. I love y'all so much and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review, and check out the show notes for a free gift to help you ditch the classroom. If you loved today's episode, can you help me share the message by taking a screenshot, tagging me on Instagram at ariana.vernier and sharing it with your friends so we can help more mamas ditch the classroom and follow their dreams. Until next week, y'all, keep following the dreams that were placed in your heart so you too can ditch the classroom.